Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are heading for their longest losing streak since February, down four in a row. This amid growing uncertainty about the UK's future in the European Union. We will have more on that topic. The Brexit vote coming up in just a moment. Also, investors are awaiting tomorrow's Federal Reserve announcement. So here's where we stand. The S&P 500 index down nine now at 2,069, a drop of five tenths of one percent. The Nasdaq Composite Index down 21 points to 48.26. That is a drop of five tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials down 92 points to 17,640, a drop of five tenths of one percent. Gold up a dollar forty the ounce to 12.88, a gain there of 0.1 percent. Crude oil, West Texas Intermediate down 53 cents, 48.35 a barrel, down 1.1 percent. Brent down one and a half percent to forty nine dollars and sixty cents. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. The Brexit vote coverage continues now on Bloomberg Radio. Brexit, yes, a June the twenty third. Voters in the United Kingdom will go to the polls to determine whether they will remain in the European Union. And right now in London, there is a debate going on with Boris Johnson, a former mayor of London. Uh, he is debating the Brexit vote. He, of course, uh, for the Brexit vote, he is uh, debating Alex Salmon of the uh, Scottish National Party, uh, which uh, formerly had voted to remain part of the United Kingdom. Here to tell us more about this is John Micklethwaite. He is editor-in-chief of Bloomberg Editorial. John, thank you very much for, for being here. Um, I wonder if you could just describe a little bit about your uh, interview with former uh, British Prime Minister Tony Blair and his thoughts about Brexit. Well, the interview with Blair is interesting from this perspective. On the one hand, um, Blair said that he expected Britain to remain in the EU. Um, and, and to be fair to him, that was before a stream of very negative polls. But the same token, I think it would be fair to say, and I don't think he would dispute this too much, a lot of parts of what he might regard as Britain are slightly coming to bits at the moment. You have um, the sense of that sort of third way we're all together, centre-left politics, that seems to be coming part. There's something very similar to the Trumpists about the Brexiters. Um, there is great disquiet with the idea of globalisation, whether it's through immigration, through elites making too much money, through free trade, all those things. You know, free, Britain is arguably the most pro-free trade place in the world, but there's still particular disputes about immigration. And then at the end of it, you know, it's just that sense of things, that, the politics as we thought we knew them, are beginning to fray a bit. And it could all be right. It could all be fine. In the end, most people, including me, still expect Remain to win, but it's it's very, very close. Is, is this an instance where anybody who's in the government now formally, I mean, is there a kind of more unity in terms no. of... No, <laughs> there's even less, there's massively less unity um, because the parties are in the following state. The Conservatives, which are the traditionally Eurosceptic party, there you have, I think it's a 100 and something of Cameron's MPs all fighting to leave. Labour is meant to be the party that is sort of fully behind staying, but its leader, Jeremy Corbyn, um, an extremely left-wing ma- man, at well, least by American standards. Yes. I haven't talked to him recently, um, but he, he, is, he is definitely um, of the left. But he's also part of the old Eurosceptic left. Um, 
he's quite elderly in these respects. And he, uh, you know, he, he has been at the best, I think, a very lukewarm supporter of staying in. His speeches tend to be saying things along the lines of the European Union is useless at this, terrible at that, awful at this, but I suppose you better remain in it. And strangely, that, that appeal doesn't really seem to be working. So you have Labour not really helping, and, and the vote will rely a lot, I think, on, on Labour voters if it's going to be Remain coming out to do it. And the other big problem is the young, who are the other people who in paper look as if they'd support Remain, but we have no evidence that they're definitely going to go to the polls, whilst the old who want to leave definitely will. The latest poll, uh, the decision uh, to leave, uh, has uh, is at 46%, an increase of 3%. Remain is at uh, 41.3%, a uh, decline of about 7 tenths of a percent. In your conversation with uh, the former prime minister tony blair he spoke a lot he spoke about social media and how that can influence not only this but the entire political discussion in a country expand on that yeah there's a bit of that i mean if you look at it's possible i've got um, friends and indeed relations are on the leave side and you can you can sit in room leave um land in the same way as you can sit in Trump land or for that matter in Sanders land and it means that you can get most of your information from pundits who are intrinsically opposed to the European Union in its many ways um, it means also you know it's not just obscure websites this morning um, the Sun the biggest tabloid in Britain came out firmly behind leave and that's interesting on two counts one um, it is the most powerful sort of political voice in Britain Rupert Murdoch has never been a great supporter of the European Union its proprietor but the other thing is Rupert Murdoch doesn't generally like backing losers and so the fact that he feels confident enough to come out in in favour of leaving is again another straw in the wind And, and at the moment there aren't many good straws in the wind for the remain thing other than the instinct amongst most of the commentariat that probably in the end people will will be sufficiently frightened by what leave could mean in my view justifiably well that it, they will say i want to stay and we had a, a story recently this week on on Bloomberg news the the quantitative risk modeling for axioma coming out with research which suggests there'd be more than 20 percent drop pretty quickly in uh, equities uk equities uh, in, in global markets if the, the leave vote goes through because it would create so much upheaval i mean what, what happens then i think that's that's it and that if you were going to Explain to the the leavers, John Micklethwaite, who you're more of a remainer. What would what would be the risk? Well, that's so that's the difficult point. On the one hand, um, the leave campaign has gained from the idea that the remainers have tended to exaggerate um, the horrors of if Britain did this. And I think they're right in this respect: is that Britain's got a pretty strong, big economy. Um, if it leaves the European Union, it's still you know houses are still going to stand. There is still going to be something there. Um, on the other hand, I think it is possible to say that the, the negative consequences of leaving could actually potentially be quite high. You just have to look at all these things, like maybe Scotland leaves the United Kingdom, maybe other bits of the European Union begin to come to bits, and you have this immense, as you've said, you know, a 20% decline in your currency is not a, not a small thing to consider. It certainly isn't. Who would have thought? We thought we'd be talking about the Federal Reserve, first day of two-day meeting. I'm Pet? sorry to disillusion you. No. Everyone in the world is looking at that Brexit vote on June 23rd. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Coming up on Taking Stock, while the search for safe haven puts yields under pressure, there's been a big sell-off in the bonds of Greece and Portugal. 
We'll talk about what happens to those countries next.